The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews of the following program are solely of the individuals and are not the views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid, Coven, the unofficial American horror story Coven internet radio show, exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Monday, October 21st, 2013, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Here on Are You Afraid, Coven, we are going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit FX series. We are going to deliver directly to you the biggest news regarding American Horror Story Coven. So you're going to get all of the casting scoops, episode titles, ratings reports, and spoilers during the latter half of the show. But don't worry, we're going to warn you with a spoiler alert. Please welcome my bewitching co-host. First up, we have Darielle. Hi, you guys. Next up, we have Deadly. Hey, hey, hey. And last but not least, we have Miss Kitty, Cat's Meow. Meow. Awesome. Okay, let's jump into episode 202, which was titled Boy Parts, and it aired on October 16th, 2013. We're going to first start up by um, reading the official press release for Boy Parts. Fiona helps Zoe and Madison deal with a horrible tragedy. Delphine LaLaurie struggles to adjust to modern life. Cordelia faces a dark decision about her family. So I want to get everyone's initial feelings, initial reaction to the episode without going too deep into what the episode was about. Just your initial feelings. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Uh, that kind of stuff. So we'll start off with Cat's Meow. I thought I, I, I liked it. It was definitely, um, I don't know. I, there was so much going on, though, for me, as far as just, like, the whole sex and whatever the fuck. I'm just waiting for us to get into the whole uh, um, interrogation. That's the only thing I would just, I'm really excited to talk about. <laughs> but okay. it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, I It's just... I, I wished there I, there would have been more about uh, about uh, Marie Laveau. I really like the banter between her and Fiona. I wish there was more of that. That's the only thing I could say negatively about it, though. Okay. What about you, Darielle? I agree. There was a lot um, going on this episode. Um, and it kind of grossed me out, um, too, <laughs> as far as when... Um, Emma Roberts' character and Thaisa's character, they what they were going through, that kind of really grossed me out for whatever reason and made me uncomfortable. But at the same time, that's what American Horror Story is all about. So I wasn't extremely surprised, but I did have a bit of uh, of cringe. There were a bit of cringe-worthy parts where I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh. But I don't really have anything bad to say as well. So, mm-hmm. what about you, Deadly? Yeah, I gotta say the same. I'm real squeamish with uh, body parts and sewing and yes, all that. It was just like I have to turn away a lot. Wimps, but, wimps. <laughs> but you know what? I would love just I could, I could handle a whole hour of just Marie Laveau and Fiona, Jessica Lange and Angela Bassett just going back and forth. That yes. I, I love that in the salon. I thought it was a pretty decent episode. I thought it was very strong. I thought all of the storylines progressed in. Um, at, at a nice rate and it was really interesting and it was nice to get to know the characters a bit more and as everyone's been saying fiona and marie fantastic fantastic scenes 
Fiona and Delphine. Fantastic scenes. It was a very entertaining episode, and I can't wait to see where they go next. So let's start off our in-depth recap by going down the bayou. Going down the bayou. No one's going to join in? Going down the bayou. (laughs) Down the bayou. Yes, that's from The Princess and the Frog, y'all. But anyhow, I know, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> aw, you're very Tiana-ish. I look like her. <laughs> yes. So we're going down the bayou and we're following these men that uh, trap or capture, poach alligators. They, I guess, you know, they these are the guys that unfortunately are behind uh, all of the various alligator clothing that you can wear the alligator purses and whatever the hell they do with alligators i don't know but apparently they do stuff with alligators and these guys are definitely nefarious men that are doing bad things to alligators they're killing the alligators stringing them up on trees and we run into a familiar face in the swamp and it is misty day she's not dead apparently her powers of necromancy allowed her to survive the um, burning at the stake that happened to her that we got the chance to see during the um, season premiere. And uh, she's not that happy. She's very peace, love, and hippie-ish, but hippie-ish with a vengeance because as she was telling these men that uh, what they're doing is all wrong and that why would they kill God's innocent creatures just to be made into shoes, the... um, she used her powers to bring the gators alive and they massacred the two men. I mean, they chopped their heads off, dragged them into the river, made them a nice uh, mid-afternoon snack. So what did everyone think of the opening scene? And was everyone excited that Misty Day is back? We'll start off with Deadly. You know, I love her character. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get more into her and, and the whole Fleetwood Mac and all that Stevie Nicks stuff later, but I'm just loving her whole vibe, and it's it just so cool. I mean, you did, I just I love the whole her her uh, what what do you call her her power? Necromancy. Yeah, there you go. I just love how she can bring things back to life like that, and just I mean, I was not even expecting that that crocodile alligator to just chomp at him. You know, it's like oh yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. Um, I agree. I was so happy. I had a feeling she would be brought back, so I'm kind of glad they did it in the way they did because we get to see how she uh, she works with the you know witches of the new school, and she's you know a witch of the old school kind of thing. So I'm I'm happy she's she's back, and I can't wait. That to was see present how... day. Well, yeah. Well, I'm saying when she when she was like hippie-ish, though. Like wasn't that back in the... that was present day? That was on the TV. Really. Wow, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. way off. I'm way off. I can understand though, because it did have that that vibe. Yeah, and... yeah. I think I was reading way too much into it. Like, I was like, <laughs> she's one from the seven, you know? Like, so okay. Well, I re- well even so, I'm still happy to see how her character will develop. You know, as she works with the witches, uh, the other witches. So I'm excited about uh, about Misty Day. I don't know. I don't know if I'm too excited about her. I think she's really cool. Um, I like her style. I like her um, her body language. It's it's something. Her language, her body language, and Jessica, uh, Jessica Lane's body language is everything in this TV show so far. Um, I just I don't know how to feel about her as a character. Just the um, I don't know. I think I knew she was coming back, but I don't really know what to expect quite yet, especially with her and her whole. Uh, you can feel a, a tenseness between her and um, Zoe. And that was kind of strange be for me. Yeah. Yep. It was Let's really be weird. Let's be I honest. Mean, and see, yes. Miss, Misty Day, she was like, definitely, she was very persistent. And Zoe's just kind of like, oh. Exactly. And it's one of those things. I'm really honest. hoping doesn't come back to be something terrible. But I mean, I really hope they just kill off Zoe. So I ain't tripping. <gasps> oh, oh my god so, she's boring say? to me wow. she's very not. boring to me yes she is to me she's very boring yeah. it's like no. seeing it's like seeing uh her character from first season to me she hasn't really changed she's still the watery eyed 
girl who dresses like a hipster. Only thing that's different, she isn't blowing the cigarette smoke in someone's face. Okay. But that's that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I don't want Zoe to die yet, at least. But Girl, I was really happy. If she happy. was a part of Nancy's okay. coven off of the craft, she would have been gone. I bind you, Zoe, from doing Damn. harm against others and harm against yourself. And then she would have killed that bitch. Yes. Well, thankfully, we're not watching your version of the show. <laughs> we're but, not uh, watching the craft of the coven. Yes. But I'm really <laughs> glad that Misty came back, that she's um, less charred than the last time that we saw her. She's not barbecued. <laughs> And um, I'm really excited about the prospect of her being on the show just because necromancy is, is a fascinating power to possess. And it'll be interesting to see if other characters that maybe we think died may come back because she has this unique power. So what we're going to do is let's follow this storyline first before we get into some of the other juicy aspects of the episode. So... Misty Day ends up uh, meeting some of the other characters later on in that storyline. But where we pick it up, I would assume, uh, I guess, a day or two after we last saw the um, the characters. And uh, they have the morning meeting with all of the other, um, what would you call them? I guess, classmates? Or what I would you call so. them? Classmates, I guess? I, well... Schoolmates, I, I guess school, uh, with the rest of the coven. Associates. There you go, the coven. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the coven has a, a their morning meetings, and in this morning meeting, we are introduced to a little bit of Queenie's backstory back in 2012. Yes, <laughs> she was working at a chicken shack, but apparently she was a <laughs> she was a smart student. She uh, she knew her math. And a customer complained about not receiving all of his chicken. And Queenie's like, uh-uh, I counted all that chicken and I know how much you had. You're trying to get a freebie. And he kept on arguing because he wants some more chicken. And so she dips her, not just her hand, but her like her arm inside of, I guess, the, the fried grease or maybe where they fried the chicken. And you see the guy's arm just start getting all boils and he's, you know, he's yelling in pain because we all know Queenie's powers that she's basically a human voodoo doll. So whatever pain she inflicts on herself, she can transfer that pain onto someone else. So that was an interesting way to get to know a little bit of Queenie's story. And she says that obviously she didn't get in trouble because there were so many witnesses and no one saw her throw the grease on him obviously because she didn't and that's how Cordelia learned of Queenie and that's why Queenie was brought to the school so after that they don't get a chance to chat anymore because a couple of officers detectives arrive at the school and they want to question the girls about what happened with the frat boys and the bus and so they start grilling the girls rather lightly in my opinion I mean they were just sort of um doing a lot of hypotheticals and uh, they had proof that Zoe had gone to want to see some of the frat boys and that one of them shortly after she visited died in the same mysterious way that her boyfriend died and so Zoe cracked like a stool pigeon and I mean she just broke down I mean she was like yes I I I have the the power to kill with sex. Uh, you know, she's a tele tele. She does cal- telekinesis. We're a coven of witches. We're all mm-hmm. witches. You know, this, that, or the other. She's selling everybody out. So, of course, Fiona comes in, and the gentleman asks her if she's in charge, and she said some, the best line. She was like, uh, "Of course, you know, I'm in charge everywhere." No one liked that line? <laughs> um, well, I love that line. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> it wasn't one of my favorites. I think she had better ones, but okay, yeah. go, go with it. Go with it. I thought it, it was Poppy. a pretty neat line. It was like, <laughs> this bitch is like HBIC, like everywhere. So, 
Anyway, so she takes them into her office and uh, she does this interesting thing. I mean, she gives them just plain old water, spits in the water and uses that to control the men. Although one of the men apparently maybe is a believer and grew up sort of knowing how to fight certain people's powers or something like that, maybe. But he was resisting, and, uh, I mean, she broke him down, but he was really resisting. Got to the point to where he was shaking, he was sweating, blood coming out of his nose and everything. But um, she eventually got to both of the men, convinced them to give her all of the evidence and to forget all about the girls and their involvement in anything. So... So Fiona goes up to the girls, basically threatens them. You know, she calls Zoe weak and that she shouldn't fear any anyone, that both of them shouldn't fear anyone out there because they are more powerful than people. But they all should fear her, Fiona. So later on, as a way to thank Zoe for doing what she did with the, we'll call him the head frat guy, that she used her sex powers to kill him. They uh, go to the morgue and she has this spell from a spell book that's written in Latin that, um, what is it like? Um, how do they call the spell? It was like, um, I can't remember. I was still uh-huh. trying to figure out when she said, I, I, I tore it out of Foxy's notebook or something. Yeah. Well, Cordelia, her last name. Okay. Is oh, I was like, who is Foxy? <laughs> I thought they were. I thought she was calling Queenie Foxy, but oh, yeah, no. I, 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 racial just, shade. I <laughs> <laughs> racial shade. But anyway, so she had this spell that could um, bring back the dead. Let's just call it that. That's the easiest way to say it. But unfortunately, because it was this big accident i mean everyone's bodies were sort of chopped up so there's like a head here there's an arm there there's a leg there so madison had the idea to basically build the perfect boyfriend you know take apart from here take apart from there is he a grower is he a shower i like like that line okay congratulations and obviously you would so (laughs) (laughs) so they sort of build what they consider to be the perfect guy using obviously Kyle's head as um, the head and uh, they stitch him together and they start performing this spell. They have to use blood and they have to, um, what is it? They use blood uh, and they start reading some of the lines. They had to get some of Kyle's hair and they start reading from the spell. And um, did you figure the name? Is it, is it black magic? I'm just thinking. That's what I thought it was. But my favorite part is when she was like, "Are we, uh, are we doing something with Satan?" Because I'm not down with that. Yeah, she's like, "I'm not down with that." I don't. And it was funny because, devil? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did this bitch just read my mind? Because I was totally thinking about I that. I thought the same thing when she's like, and I don't know if she said Satan, Lucifer, or something. She said, but we no, we call we call upon the Dark Lord or something like that. And I was like, whoa. Mm-mm, girl, I'm not down with that. <laughs> he can stay dead because this ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely dark magic. But um, yeah, so they finish up the spell and they do everything that they're supposed to do. They, they do the blood sacrifice and everything and nothing. Nothing happens. They think the spell is a dud or they did something wrong or maybe they read something wrong. And so they're about to leave, but Zoe wants to say a final goodbye. So Madison heads to the car. But as she's headed to the car, she sees someone driving, you know, that's coming to the morgue. So she ditches Zoe. And so Zoe says her goodbye. She kisses Kyle. Would you have kissed Kyle? Yeah, yeah. No. I would have. Yeah. No, like I, I don't. To me, she wasn't kissing him any of the wounds. It was just like I would. I mean, I would have kissed him on the forehead and been like, "Bye." Shit. I mean, you've seen so much crazy stuff already, and you've been through so much. You know what? What harm could a kissing a corpse do? You know, 
Because he's all dead and nasty and decayed and ugh, no, I wouldn't kiss him. <laughs> well, I don't think he he's would not decayed. decayed. Or yeah. something, whatever. I don't even care. A dead person's decaying to me. I don't care. I'm good. Damn, oh, that's nasty. We're all technically <laughs> decaying. Exactly. That's why I don't kiss anybody. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Forever well, alone. <laughs> as she's doing this, Misty Day apparently feels she's um she feels some sort of calling from zoe apparently zoe has developed this new power that she can summon people that she needs and misty uses her magical energy of necromancy and ends up bringing kyle back to life probably at one of well, I don't know. Maybe it's in an opportune time. Maybe it's the perfect time. But it's just as Zoe's getting caught by one of the morgue workers. He attacks the morgue worker, bashes him in the chest, and knocks him out. And so they leave. She swipes his keys. They get into his car, and they start driving away. He can't talk. He's very Frankensteinian. Yes. And uh, starts going crazy in the car, and then Misty Day pops up in the back seat, and she's like, "You need to do a Yui, and uh, I'll tell you where to go." So they head back to her cabin. She uses moss and gator poop to rub <laughs> on. It's the shit, literally. <laughs> <laughs> gator poop to rub on kyle's um stitching wounds and she's like this will heal you know blah 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 and so she goes and um is uh, ecstatic to meet someone that's like her she's like the only person that i knew before you that was also much like me with stevie nicks she's the white witch she's playing stevie nicks's music she's all jamming she's uh, very lesbianist with um, Lisa, <laughs> aka zoe and they it seems like they were about to kiss and it didn't seem like zoe was about to fight it away no one agrees i thought uh, she was a little bit hesitant i don't think it was she... yeah you said I thought she was willing i yeah, don't know I... She, maybe she was fighting the feeling a little bit on the inside like i don't know if i should do this or not i've never done this before i think it was one of those things where she's like this bitch is obviously crazy <laughs> i mean because it's well, one of those thing, things if they end up doing it it's not like she can kill her well, yeah, but still, like she has feeling. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. All I know is when she was like, "Listen to the music. Doesn't it just penetrate your soul?" I was like, "Girl, I love me some Fleetwood Mac and Stevie <laughs> Nicks, but um, landslide has never, ever penetrated my soul. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but kudos to you, girl. All I know is that she was serving Stevie Nicks the house down, and I loved it. it I like I said, I love her body language and just and just how she delivers. She can she don't need to talk. She can just stand around and move, and she'll mm-hmm. still deliver the same thing. She's amazing. Yeah. So to wrap up this storyline, basically Kyle was going to stay there overnight. She was going to she being Misty Day was going to care for him, make sure that by the next time that uh, she saw Zoe or that he saw Zoe, that he would be much better, a little bit more rehabilitated. And she inquired with uh, zoe if she was going to return and zoe said yes and also zoe lets uh, misty know that there is a school of witches and uh, maybe one day misty can come and join them but she seems happy in the swamp in her home yeah so what did everyone overall think of this storyline madison and zoe frank and kyle uh, misty (laughs) day and everything like that We'll start off with uh, Miss Kitty. All I have to say is, maybe in another century, you can have two. That's it. <laughs> like, that was the best line in the oh, entire... Wait, the, that's later, that's later. <laughs> but I'm we just saying, though. Gone to that. I'm just <laughs> saying, though. That was the funniest freaking thing ever. But as far as the line with, uh, with Misty no, and Zoe No, the funniest freaking thing is when she bit into the chicken... No, no, that was horrible. I felt Simon's pain. Hungry as hell. That chicken looked good as hell too. But anyways, back to back to Misty Day. No, I I mean, (laughs) I I personally think I mean, I like Misty Day. Um, I prefer her character over Zoe. Um, As far as the whole Frank and Kyle thing, it's weird to me. I really hope that they can really. 
help his motor skills and he can actually like talk and everything because this like this body language shit this whole i'm banging my head against the window it's not working for me <laughs> it's, it's really to, not I can, i'm really i feel like i can feel like oh i'm sorry i feel like i'm just gonna get annoyed with it really quickly that's exactly how I feel. I feel like it's just too slow. I'm like, look, okay, I yeah. know he's not going to be on the show just grunting like a Neanderthal. I need him to do something now because this is working my nerves. Like, I need exactly. him to just come up, come back, Kyle. We know we know you're going to be uh, regular on the show, but I hope mm-hmm. it's not like this the whole time because you're not going to get an Emmy that way. You're just you're just <laughs> not. You know? But there's no Emmys to be because Kathy Bates is going to have all of them and Jessica Lange is going to have all of them. So... This is but true. still, <laughs> but I thought I mean I, I like the storyline. But if y'all could just kill off Zoe really quickly, um, I'm saying that, y'all can like <laughs> y'all can like I don't know do a whole like mob thing with pitchforks and shit for uh, for Kyle, and then Misty Day will join the school. That would be awesome. But I don't think Misty Day is going to join the school. I think she's happy where she is, and she may even bump heads with some of the some of the witches in the coven. That's mm-hmm. how I feel though. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'll say this. Well, I like Zoe. I won't. I'm not on the cat's meow train of hating on she's Zoe. She's so boring. But I will say this. In my opinion, they're kind of repeating the season one storyline. It's, it's you know, one of them's dead. Um, you know, they, they really love each other. They're trying to, um, you know, um, get them accustomed to this new world and stuff like that. It feels very much like a retread of season one. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think you guys completely glossed over our girl Queenie. You know what you were recapping before, and all her one-liners. I loved. Uh, bitch, loved I'll eat chick- you. Yes, bitch, I'll eat you. Don't forget <laughs> uh, pencil dick, and don't forget uh, the best one to Madison. Uh, so, so I grew up on Sabrina, the teenage cracker. That was classic. <laughs> Queenie's storyline, I just kind of felt all sorts of uh, stereotypes up in that, so I just kind of glazed over. I was a little, I was very offended by that whole storyline. I mean, I like how her powers came about, but... I can mm. feel her You didn't think it was appropriate she worked in a fried chicken shack? I think they were they were um, paying homage to Precious when she stole the chicken. (laughs) She's like, I stole it, but I run it now. I'm working (laughs) for it now. (laughs) I I thought her storyline was good. I mean, yes, it was very stereotypical, but it was one of those things like she was running the chicken place. And when you work in a food, I don't know if you guys have ever worked in food service, but I had to work in a place where you fried chicken. And that's pretty much what it was like. It was always, it was usually, I, li- I worked in an area where lots of people of color came through. And it was always them trying to get over on you. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. an eight piece. No, you're not getting eight breasts for $6. It's not happening. I can completely feel what Queenie was talking about. And if I was a human voodoo doll, I would have done a lot more than just put my hand in the fryer. I probably would have found a way to put my entire body in that fryer. Oh, just no. so I could oh, wow. fuck his shit up. But I, it, it was, I like her story. And I really hope that they just don't have her sit in the background giving out fabulous one-liners and then eventually die. You know what I mean? And I'm glad you kind of cleared that up, Poppy, because I was a little uh, unsure about the part with uh, Misty and Zoe when uh, Frank and Kyle was awoke i didn't know if that was the kiss of zoe that did that or if it was the calling of misty day and i guess it, i guess it was more than misty yeah it was Misty. yeah because it was mm. they kind of made it like a fairy tale kind of thing kiss from your run right. true love and you realize ha no, no that's just me girl this is me <laughs> <laughs> I hope, yeah let's be honest let's be honest (laughs) yes so let's move into probably the shortest storyline of the episode cordelia and her fertility issues it seems that fertility issues happen every season on american (laughs) horror story unfortunately or fortunately however you want to see it cordelia's been trying to get pregnant she's i believe that's her husband that's her husband right Baby daddy husband. Baby daddy husband. Whatever he is. Um, <laughs> Hank, right? Mm-hmm. Hank. Uh, 
so she's with Hank. They're at the um, they're at her doctor trying to figure out what to do next. Apparently, the treatment that they've been doing hasn't worked at all, and so he's mentioning in vitro. And so Hank asks the doctor to step out, and he's like, "Well, why don't you just use witchcraft? Why don't you use your magic?" And she says that she doesn't want to because. The spell that she would have to use is um, sort of uh, some of the black arts, some of the dark magic. Mm-hmm. But uh, he ends up convincing her, and um, she collects everything that's needed, including some odd-looking eggs. And uh, they basically get ready. They um, prick their fingers, and they suck each other's blood, and rub the blood on each other, and get but naked and start having sex and then the eggs crack and snakes come out and snakes starts rubbing all over their bodies and um she's cowgirling him then they're missionarying <laughs> each other and you were taking notes poppy huh? i was i was like <laughs> okay i need to find those giant eggs and practice but um <laughs> okay What did everyone think of this? Was it at all interesting to you to sort of um, see some of the different types of uh, magic that can be used, especially to help fertility issues? Were you at all surprised by me that the giant eggs, you know, like billions of snakes came out of each egg? And yeah, so what did you guys think of the overall storyline? And uh, where do you think this storyline is going to go? We'll start off with uh, Deadly, because I know you have those giant eggs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. hey. For some reason, <laughs> and anyone said that, but yeah. Uh, you know what? Just I'm. I do kind of like the the erotic, the sex, the all that stuff. But that character still, I'm still not feeling her. I'm like. I mean, she's even a boring in bed, even even when she's oh. got all this magic. Even when she's riding to bed? Yeah, she's still boring. I was like, oh, my God. Can one of these snakes strangle her or something? I'm like, I'm like oh, Lord. It's just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all a mess. Yeah, anyway, I'm I'm, I'm not completely. I, I, I'm interested to see where it, it goes. I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of. Would you what, have rather what, have seen Queenie Precious having sex? Oh no! You didn't <laughs> see that. she would be just damn. She'd blow your hair back. Yeah, the whole thing with the plants. I mean, she's just so much into the plants and the yeah. And then you know, one thing that confused me though did the husband? The husband does know she's a witch, obviously. Before that, that's what confused me a little bit. Yeah, it's not yeah, I think that yeah. could be assumed. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, on to the next because she. I'm not feeling her. I had to disagree. They could have kept that storyline. I didn't give no. Just I don't know. I did not like it. I did not like seeing them fornicate. I did not like any of that. You I didn't just, like to see white people hunching. It ain't got to do with them being white. It's got to. It was gross. It was just gross. Hunching. I just haven't heard that word. It's a good so, word, isn't it? Hunching. It was just too much going on. Like that is. Doing the most.com, that whole scene. I think that gave whole... Cats Me Out life. It did, Hunchin. I'm sorry. That shit was fucking <laughs> funny. I, okay. I'm going to have to agree. Um, I, I don't really care for unnecessary sex scenes. Um, exactly. If I wanted that, I would watch the first season of True Blood, um, but I'm over that. I'm a grown woman. I can get my own sex. I don't need to watch oh. two people do it. Um, <laughs> As far as I'm like, I'm just gonna be that person. Their technique was all wrong. <laughs> like I've had se- like obviously like I like to think that I'm pretty good and about knowledge of sex. But the what the fuck was that? They were like sitting Indian style and like <laughs> all sorts of yeah. The like, Indian bro- style one was kind of weird. That's not possible. That's not possible. It's I hate weird. to break it to you, unless her like he was having sex with her belly button. It's not possible. Maybe that it's- was the point. As far as the whole snakes thing and the this and that and the whole fire and, and ring of fire, I don't know if that was supposed to be a symbol for hemorrhoids. I don't know oh. what the fuck's going on. All I know is that it was very unnecessary and when her eyes went black, it reminded me of Supernatural. 
Oh, see, I didn't even notice that. It ran way too long. It It did. It was really weird. Barbaric. It was nasty. It was just, no. If I wanted wanted to see people hunching, I would just go on Pornhub and and watch the pros do it. (laughs) Because obviously, Cordelia, I'm a a deadly, you are correct. She is a boar um, (laughs) in in the ring of fire. See, um, at first, I didn't agree with you guys by saying that, but just this episode in particular, I kind of have to agree with you now because it's like she still has this look of I want to do so good in her eyes, and I'm like, do something bad, do something interesting. Exactly, like, girl. Uh-huh. The, the way I'm sorry, if you was trying to make your mama be proud about the fucking you was doing on that floor, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. She won't have hunching, to cash hunching. you out of the coven. That hunching you were doing, girl, it was sad. <laughs> It was it was so sad, girl. I but feel like Hank is just mean. I feel like he's gonna like turn on her or something. I don't, I don't know. Talk, I just... Are you talking about her husband? Yeah, I don't. Feel I like have a feeling. Cares. I have a feeling that yeah, he doesn't care. The fact that she said that she's not comfortable with it and that it, it's one of those things like she's playing God, and yeah. it, it it does deal with darker magic. Everybody know you don't fuck with darker magic, and the fact that he's just like you don't let the doctor play God. Don't play. You think you cute. You think you're right. trying to get underneath my skin, and I'm a. F- I, I hope I hope their hunching gets better because I'm, I'm like good. gonna cheat on her. She's gonna. I feel like this is my prediction. This is not a spoiler. He's gonna I'm have sex with the Minotaur. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I feel no. like Cordelia's dark side is gonna be brought out because he's gonna be tired of the fact. Oh well, maybe her you know hunching sucks, and so he's gonna be <laughs> with another woman, and she's gonna walk in on it, and all her dark shit's just gonna come out. I feel like she's gonna just turn real. Mm-hmm. And, and that other woman is Queenie. Or yeah. shut no. up. Or <laughs> no. my prediction, as far as he goes, I personally think that maybe he has like a darker side, and that it's it's not gonna work out. She's gonna learn out. She's gonna learn the hard way. She's probably it's probably gonna be a weird, eerie, um, uh, kind of flashback to uh, the second season when she when she was a raped by a bloody face and was warring his her, his child and his child ended up becoming a serial killer just like bloody face did maybe it'll be one of those things where she didn't know who she was really dealing with he's probably evil as all get out you know yeah i i agree i can see that as well but i just don't i don't i don't really like her as of right now she needs mm-hmm. to do something interesting besides that well, let's move on to some people that <laughs> do like and that are very interesting. So let's go back to the beginning of the episode. Before we jumped into this morning meeting, we saw Cordelia waking everyone up. She knocks on the door of her mother's room and Fiona answers and um, she Cordelia lets her know about the morning meetings and that uh, it would be nice if she would show up. Fiona says that she's busy and uh, Cordelia references the mysterious odor that's coming from her room <laughs> and i think she blames it on indian food or something like that right yeah yeah i think so she blames it on on food and uh, we see that she has stinky madame delphine lalori tied up to like basically like a prisoner of war or something to the <laughs> chair and she starts to question her. She's like, I want to ask you a couple of questions. If you yell, um, she threatens her. Obviously, she takes the thing off and the woman yells. So she puts the gag back in her mouth. And then Fiona's cell phone rings <laughs> and it freaks Madame LaLaurie out. And so that's the end of that. Later on, we see Fiona try once again with Madame LaLaurie. Lori had no idea that she had been underground for 180 years, and um, she tells the story of her imprisonment. Apparently, after awakening from the poisoning that we saw during the last episode, she found uh, Marie Laveau, who had promised her a love potion outside. She was flanked on all sides by other um, individuals, uh, other followers of hers, and uh, they were 
ready for some sort of something. Shit was about to go down. And um, Laveau informed Lalori that she didn't want her dead, that she wanted her to suffer. And so she pointed to Lalori's family, who all were hanging in front of the <laughs> madame's house. <laughs> and uh, and Laveau says something like, don't think they didn't suffer because they did greatly. And, uh, yeah, and so she says, you know, for your sins, you are damned to live forever, never to be united, reunited with your loved ones in the far beyond, to be alone in an unmarked grave forever, listening to the world go around you even until the world is no more. And so she puts Lalori in the, the coffin that we saw her in, and obviously we know her fate. And so Fiona basically says, I'm sorry for your loss. She bites into a chicken leg and says, wanna bite? (laughs) (laughs) I love this whole scene. Yeah, so before we go into any more, what did you guys think of these two scenes between LaLaurie and Fiona? Did you at all feel bad for LaLaurie? And I'm not saying... Hell no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, I'm not saying maybe feel bad for... Well, let's say this. Did you at all feel uh, Kathy Bates' performance and... um, Especially since she is playing such a despicable character, yet maybe at that moment you maybe felt a little empathy towards no. what happened to her at all. Just you know, a little she's like, bit. She's, yeah, she's in shell shock right now, and I don't. I feel like she's not even understanding what's going on around her. I mean, except I mean that phone rang, but there would be so many other things. I mean, it's been 180 years, and she's just. It seemed like she'd be tripping out a little more on everything, like. I'd be tripping out on the different kinds of cars. I mean, the lights, everything. And she's just, I think she's just shell shocked. She's just there, just like, like, a, you know, just staring into space. <laughs> I did not feel bad for her at all. I, if It would be one thing if she didn't heinously torture every single black person. But man, I don't know. I hate to say, because I know her family did die, but I mean, she killed families in a way or a tortured family mm-hmm. so i was just kind of like oh well sucks for the daughters but i mean you know you kind of had it coming i i'm no, shocked no you didn't more feel it. boudoir for one of them okay <laughs> i read that angela bassett had said to her she said what did she say you will never have the sweet release of death when she said that part right there i felt i felt it i was like damn that's kind of deep because a lot of people just take that as an easy way out. Like, well, I'm going to die soon. No big deal. But nope, she has to experience all the anguish and she has to relive it in her head over mm-hmm. and over again. So that was the perfect punishment for her. Yep. Could you imagine perfect. if you're in that coffin and you need to poop? Oh. Well, you need to poop, you need to eat. Like, and it's not like she can starve to death. So she's just going to have hunger pangs and shitty, and shitty mouth for like ever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I felt a little bad. Just a little, because not, I mean, like, yeah, it sucked what she did, but she lost her family. And I can, like, I, I don't know. It's something that she said at the end of the episode. It was kind of just, like, damn. Like, yeah, you, you, I don't know. It's truly one of those things you never know what you got till it's gone. But let's touch on something real quick. Did anyone else get a, a feeling of, um, of let's see, macaroni off of holes? Yeah, when she was like, for all, madams are on the up there. Your family will be cursed all eternity. (laughs) Like when she said the sweet release of death, I was like, Madame Zaroni, like that's right there. But as far as that scene, I really enjoyed it. Anything that has Kathy Bates and Anna Angela Bassett in it, you know, I'm living for it. And Jessica Lane, just that those entire those scenes. just all together you got to learn a little bit more depth mm-hmm. about what happened we need happened. to get the three of them together yeah like mm-hmm. it was just really it was a really good scene um the only thing like i said i did feel a hint of madame zaroni but just that part when she was like are you hungry are you want some she was like i'm not hungry you damn skip you're not hungry because you've been in the damn ground for almost 200 years <laughs> you heard you yeah. heard a lot of things and but like um, it's I funny how she hasn't lost any weight no, she hasn't. Don't, don't be. She still got that waddle. But I will agree with Deadly that she is a bit shell-shocked. I mean, shit. 
when you're back back then like you didn't what the fuck was the telephone we don't know and now there's like these weird devices and she can tell that i can't wait till she warms up and hopefully they put that bitch on twitter was <laughs> I hear anything? I don't know if I, I heard this right or not. But but did she refer to African Americans uh, to uh, as black? But then obviously, when you go back in the day, 180 years ago, she said the N word. But don't you think the N word would she still be saying that today? Did she, she use black? I know she called Queenie a slave. Yeah, she's no, was there, but before that, she, but before that, she was explaining something to uh, Jessica Lang to fiona and she's i swore she said black and i was I like because she did say nigger bitch mm, okay I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and see what that because yeah. I, I think they made a mistake there because i think she would still be calling them the n-words and slaves. And- yeah exactly yeah yeah so yeah i agree with everyone i thought both scenes were outstanding i mean just having kathy bates and jessica lang in the same room riffing off each other was phenomenal to see so let's continue on with this storyline before we follow jessica lang to the hair salon let's actually talk a little bit about nan so nan is just chilling, relaxing, you. you know. Chilling out, Max, and relaxing, all cool and all sweet. Just you know. shooting dumb people all out. <laughs> That's basically what Nan is doing. Yes, sitting in we the need chair. more of her. We need more of her. Yes, she's Nan reading a book. Everything. She's like super she's cute. She's magazine. She's just relaxing. And all of a sudden, all these voices get in her head. And she follows the voices. And she's like, you're thinking too loud. And so she <laughs> unchains uh, Madame Lori, she's like, there, now get out of here. You think too loud. And <laughs> in comes Queenie, and Queenie's like, who the hell is this? Lori pushes her out the way and says, get out of my way, slave. And then she's like, who are you calling a slave? And then it was uh, Madame Delphine Lori in the hallway with the candlestick. Did anybody get that reference? <laughs> I'm done fucking with you today. I'm going to bed. Bam. (laughs) That was a clue reference. Like, damn. And then down Precious goes. Precious Queenie. Yes, she goes down. (laughs) Queenie Precious is what we (laughs) Okay, so everyone compose themselves because we're about to head to the beauty shop. So I'll take you to the beauty shop. Yes, Fiona, Fiona heads to a beauty shop in the ninth ward. We didn't find find out the name of the shop, but in one of the it's press releases, Rose City. We know that it's called Cornrow City, oh, and uh, she's getting her hair done. And she goes to uh, the beauticianer that's helping her out. You're not used to having a white woman in your chair, are you? And so then she goes, not used to having a white woman in this neighborhood, and Ooh. so. <laughs> Boom splat. Yes. So in comes Angela Bassett wearing, uh, you know, some gold and chilling and looking she all. She was wearing one of my drag costumes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was serving, That's though. So like, regal. She, was, she was serving 80s dookie chain realness. There you go. Like, I, she looked like she walked With out of the music braids video. and everything. So Girl, she had the poetic ghetto princess, yes. ghetto, ghetto, ghetto queen, yes. <laughs> ghetto Nubian queen. Yeah. So in comes Marie Laveau, who obviously has not aged a day since we saw her in the flashbacks to Black the Black Don't Crack. No, it don't. Deadly Black Don't Crack. <laughs> yeah. <It> don't crack. <laughs> and so basically, Fiona says something like that, and they get into a little thing. Um, Marie Laveau goes something like, "You know, woman like you wipes her ass with diamonds. She don't <laughs> just walk in here for hair extensions. I know exactly what." You are witch. I can smell Woo! the stink of it on you. Damn. That right there. I lived for that moment. And the way I like the fact that she didn't, she, it wasn't um, Angela Bassett. It, it was truly Marie Laveau. The fact that she said, Woman like you wipes her ass with that. Like, it wasn't women like you. Like, she's straight up like, Bitch, I'm gonna take you back to the plantation. Okay. <laughs> no. Even though she she was born a free slave, she was like, "Bitch, I'm gonna take you back to the plantation." Okay. A woman like you. Okay. 
I tell you what scares women. That's what that reminded me of. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good night. I'm going to bed. Fuck you guys. <laughs> like me. Like me. it was everything. Her broken English. The the fact that they brought up Tichuba. Like girl. I love the entire thing. Y'all yes. need to ask me about it. So we it. learn a bit more about the rivalry between the witches and the voodoo priestesses. Apparently, the rivalry is like Fiona says, kind of like a hammer going after a nail. And so, much like uh, Cat's Meow mentioned, we learn a bit more of history. We learn that Tituba, who Fiona called a, a voodoo slave girl who graced it's how us she said it, though. with slave girl yes who graced us with her black magic she says that uh, tituba couldn't tell a potion from a recipe for chocolate chip cookies and um, marie goes well you made her a slave and according to uh, marie tituba came from the arawak a tribe of native americans supposedly the first tribe that christopher columbus met upon arriving on the shores was the arawak which implied sort of that uh, the witching world world is uh, torn along almost continental lines you know the the white witches which emigrated from Europe and the Arawak derived uh, line of Tituba which would be sort of like the voodoo and according to Marie Tituba learned the secrets of the other side from a 2000 year old line of shamans necromancy she goes she gave it to your girls of Salem and uh, Fiona basically said which i love this line she was like you want to tell me some illiterate voodoo slave girl gave me my crown and marie said uh, maybe you haven't heard the news of civilization starting in africa so i don't know it was a really great tip for tat and basically fiona confessed that the reason she was there is she wanted what marie already had eternal life and um she insisted that she had something marie wanted and marie goes you could offer me a unicorn that shit hundred dollar bills and i'd never give you more than a headache yes loved it yes 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 but fiona had marie's number as well and she almost set the, the hair salon on fire and she ended their talk with Nice to see you doing so well after all these years. Maybe in another century, you could have two <laughs> shithole salons. Hole. Cat's, meow, cat's meow loves it. <laughs> now, okay, let's correct. She didn't try to set the salon on well, fire. Well, you could, you could um, make the illusion. Um, she kind of that. like, no, no, what like, she don't did. F with me because I will yeah. set this on fire. No, no, no. Like... She- you guys, you're not seeing, like, she she wasn't trying to intentionally set it on fire. If you listen to what the, the people were saying, they said that hair is more is worth more than gold. She set their human wigs on fire Ooh. because, mm. like, she did that on purpose. And that's when she was like, put it out because she, she's fucking up their business. Anyway, All that she, Brazilian wavy just, oh. Yeah, um, like if she truly wanted to set the place on fire, she would have set it on fire. But she was fucking with their heads by setting those wigs on fire. Everybody trying to get that Kim Kardashian look with that Brazilian wavy, okay? Got Brazilian wavy, <laughs> and, you know. Curly. You know, and if they wanted, they like it, it was one of those things. Like I was like, damn, my heart started to hurt. Like shit. Like you know how many fucking, you know how much a weave costs, and you just set like six heads on fire. Bitch and then after all of that, she didn't even like her. I don't like it. I almost. Oh yeah, that was a yeah. great line. <laughs> I do agree with Fiona on that, though. It didn't look that good after all, all that time working I on it. I noticed in like I didn't even scenes, think she got hair extensions. <laughs> she did. I did. I've noticed in scenes of shows or movies when they're like doing hair, you can tell they really don't know what they're doing. They're just kind of like, you know, acting because they always do the <laughs> same thing. Nothing ever changes. It's nothing extravagant. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you look like the same thing you came up in here with so i wouldn't like it either <laughs> oh, it was just weird it was it was enjoyable though but oh, yeah, love- like how you gonna i mean you should put a little bit more into it i thought fucking fiona was gonna come out with like beyonce hair like okay, freaking she's gonna come out with them singalese twists like hey. exactly <laughs> well, all she came out she was like i don't like it bitch the reason you don't like it because nothing happened there's so much banter going on and so much like Ain't Be nobody like, got time to do hair. I girl, if I'm going, if I'm coming all the way down to the ninth ward, you better hook it the fuck up and give me what <laughs> I wanted. 
Okay, a little comb and brush ain't gonna do nothing. I want I want the Beyonce. I need you to give oh. me the, the the twist on the side. I need you to do something <laughs> different. I need some finger waves. I need a Starship <laughs> Enterprise in the back. Make it work. <laughs> Michelle Obama bangs, maybe something. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. Give me the Cassie right now. <laughs> you say this is Cornrow City. Give me some Cornrow. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I'm not gonna. Lie. I would have lived if she came out with Cornrows. The Bo Derek. Uh, that's her name, right? Yes. Yeah, so she hooked her up with the Bo Derek. I would have been like, okay, like, all right, all right. Y'all ain't fucking around this time. I got y'all. I got your number. I got you. Poppy control them. <laughs> they got Jessica Lang and Cornrows. Come on. I'm trying to. So later on that night, we see Marie Laveau, and I wasn't sure was that her house or was that still supposed to be Cornrow City. No, it was her house. Okay, so she's in her house, yelling about making sure people clean up the Popeye's chicken that they had. And we go back into deep into her house, and she's talking, saying, you won't believe who's back. And then we see someone chained up, and she's unchaining them, and it's the Minotaur. So apparently she gave the same potion to the Minotaur that she gave to Lalori, so that the Minotaur could have eternal life as well. So, okay, now I do want to see the sex scene between that. And that oh, that would be ew, that's reality. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's something you have to that's like. Not bestiality. You have to click that's on a like a private window or something. <laughs> Incognito. Like, you like seen it. That sounds disgusting. One thing that really confused me when she was unchaining him because that's supposed to be like her lover. And it makes me wonder, like, was she, is she chaining him up to make sure he doesn't go anywhere? Or has he, like, just c- turned into a complete animal that he's forgotten how to be human? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that was one thing it. that really confused me. I was like, if he's supposed to be, like, your lover and someone that you're supposed to, you know, I guess, be with or whatever, why the fuck is he chained up? This this may be a dumb question, but can he not take off the head anymore? Like, is that not enough? I was thinking the same thing. Like, I don't know, because I don't know. Like, why is it still there? Did she do so much damage to his face that... I don't think she did, though. I don't think she, like, she truly caused any damage, because it looks like she kind of just put the head on. She didn't sew it on or anything. She just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I We don't really know. I mean, we just... We only saw the scene where she put it on. We don't know what okay. happened afterwards. So I'm assuming we may see more and we may get a bit more of an understanding as to why he's still that way. So we move away from Marie's house and we see that um, Fiona obviously found out that the Madame left the premises and we see Lori outside of her house and um, the woman's not happy because she see that she sees that her home is now a part of history it's a museum of horrors and uh, Fiona says something like you're not remembered fondly but I guess that beats not being remembered at all and Lori tried to argue that she was a woman of her time but Fiona cackled you've got a mean streak wider than your backside if 10 of the hundreds of things I've read about you are true, then you deserved every minute under the dirt. Mm. But uh, Lalori tries to make a plea for Fiona, at least to try to understand her. And she goes, they took my babies, hung them in a straight line. My husband too, him, I didn't care about. Planning on killing him for weeks, poisoning his buckwheat. But uh, <laughs> nice, accent nice accent, Poppy. Thank you. I know, right? <laughs> Apparently, she didn't care what anyone else thought about her. She continues on by saying, I love my girls in my own way, even the ugly one. The moment she came out of my belly, she was ashamed to me. She had the face of a damn hippo, but yes. I loved her just the same. What you got the face of? Let me stop. She got that waddle, though. She's already admitted her demons, Daryl. She's got she's the already, walrus. Like, she's she's got already said it. She's got the walrus, and that's something she's already come to grips with. But okay. it's different. Her, I'm sorry her daughter had a hippo face. That's something you just can't take back. Yeah. And so she closes out this monologue by saying, hell is real. I've seen it down in that box. And so Lalori asks Fiona if she would kill her. She asks her if she's a witch. And Fiona said maybe at some point. But first, she threatened her run away again. And it's back in the box for you. So 
I want to get everyone's reaction to the episode as a whole and, um, you know, as well as their opinions on what's to come. I thought it was a fantastic episode. I'm kind of interested in a aspect from the conversation between um, Laveau and Fiona because Fiona told her that she insisted that she had something Marie wanted. And I think we're all supposed to assume that it's Lalori, but what if it's something else? What if there's something else that Fiona can offer Marie Laveau? So I thought that was interesting because she didn't specifically say, you know, I've got Lalori. She sort of alluded maybe that there could be something else. So I don't know. Do any of you think that? Did any of you think that when you heard her say that? Or did you guys just instantly think of Lalori? And what did everyone think of the episode as a whole? We'll start off with Deadly. You know, I, I'm just loving it because I think there's something for everybody. Uh, you know, you have young witches not feeling, you know, the younger witches because they felt there was a little bit too much um, to bring up the situation. But I like that. I mean, you know, you get, you know, younger perspective. I think it's just staying true to what would really go on in the young person's mind. And then and then you have the the older witches. I mean, Angela and, and Jessica just going at it. You know, I like, too, that they're taking, like, spots like the chicken place, like the Popeyes, like a, a salon. I mean, they're going out of, like, you know, the first season, I just, I was really kind of getting tired of the house. I mean, just, we were in the house the whole time. Even last year, it's like we're just inside the, the you know, the the ward the whole time, it seemed like. And but this time it's like we're venturing out. You know, I love the 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 scenes out in New Orleans. Even just seeing Kathy Bates sitting there, just staring. You know, on the bench. You know, so I I think it's going great places. I have to agree with Deadly. I just cut you off. I apologize. No, you oh, yeah, good. Go you good. Oh, I have to agree with Deadly. It's refreshing to see other parts besides. Look at this room. Now look at this room. It's all in the same house. But now look in the basement. I really like that it, it you can you're getting a really good feel for New Orleans because New Orleans is a very supernatural place. There's always some type of uh, things going on as far as of covens and voodoo and ghosts and this and that and the other. You're really kind of just soaking in the fact that it is in New Orleans just from them being outside from in the episode she said my vagina is sweating like that right there that it's it's really just it's showing it where it where you know where it's being set at now they need to hit up bourbon street please (laughs) girl i'd be i'd be making so many beads no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) but i i really like it but i will i still have to stick to what i said earlier there is a lot of stuff going on in, in this, there was a lot of stuff going on in this episode as far as seeing Misty Day actually coming back. Um, Frank and Kyle, um, Zoe and her weak, 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 weak ass, weak ass, weak ass. I can't say it enough. Weak ass. She's and, soft. She's soft. Like, she's so, she's a weak, so she's a weak ass? Like, this girl is softer than, like, baby dick. Like, she is soft oh. as hell. But, I mean, and I, I just want more Queenie. I want more Fiona. I want more Madame Laveau. I just, I want more of that. But it was a good episode. They just need to just, I don't know, switch something up so it's not like you're absorbing this, 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 this. Oh, and now this. And like, oh, now it's time to go. This episode gave me ADD. Like, it was just so much going on. The the vibe I got from just this one particular episode is the vibe I got from the whole second season. Just too much going on. Too, way too many storylines. I just kind of needed it to at least focus on one part. So I had to kind of like, okay, wait, wait, what did I miss? What did I miss? Kind of thing. But I am, you know, definitely excited to see how things progress with everything except the whole Cordelia infertility thing because that's just something I'm not interested in at all but um uh again like I I agree with Cat's Meow more more Queenie simply because I just love her character um I definitely can't wait to see like I I, like I said earlier how Kyle progresses because again if he has this whole caveman act thing for 
any other episodes, I'm going to be really, really, really pissed off because that's just unnecessary. They need to make him talk or do something, move, be with Zoe or Violet, whoever she wants to be this season. I wanted to kick her ass this episode after snitching like that. I just really wanted to jump through the screen and just fight her <laughs> ass. Snitches <laughs> get stitches. Hit yeah. like bitches. Hit like yeah. bitches. I can't deal with her. With she's this. just lucky she's not in Nancy's coven off the craft because that bitch. Ago. She'd have all her hair falling out. <laughs> but, uh, falling yeah. out. I don't know what I did to deserve this. Exactly. Like that's exactly what happened. Marsha Brady got what she had coming to her. <laughs> I loved the episode. I thought it was fantastic. It uh, progressed at a great rate. You guys may have had ADD with it, but I loved trying to keep up with all the storylines and seeing everything that was happening. I can't wait to see what happens next week, especially since our most precious one seems to have a run-in <laughs> with the Minotaur. So since we're talking about next week, it's a spoiler alert, listeners, if you don't want to hear anything about upcoming episodes of American Horror Story Coven, I suggest you turn the volume down low because this is a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We only have one press release for an upcoming episode, and it's for episode uh, 306, which is titled The Axeman Cometh. Zoe, Queenie, and Nan make contact with a dark spirit trapped in the Academy. Cordelia's new power brings on a heartbreaking revelation. We also have some ratings information for this episode. After last week's record-setting premiere, you might expect FX's American Horror Story Coven ratings to slip for the second episode, and you'd be right. Coven delivered 4.5 million viewers and a 2.5 rating among adults 18 to 49 on Wednesday evening. It was down just 17% from the premiere. Not too bad, actually, so it's holding up pretty well. There's also a little bit of scoop from um, the showrunner, Ryan Murphy. On E! Online's spoiler chat, a, um, a fan submitted the question asking for a little bit more information on Dennis O'Hare's creepy silent butler Spalding. And Ryan Murphy had this to say, it's a different season in that it's very, very female heavy, but De- Dennis O'Hare will speak. He eventually does. And uh, E! Online also heard that he'll be having, wait for it, a sex scene later in the season. Apparently... Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. was like, <laughs> apparently Ryan having Murphy a sex says... Scene, the best part of him is gone. When oh. Ryan Murphy oh. says... Ooh that uh, the men stuff really kicks in around episode 6 that's when Danny Houston comes on board with a really great adult love story that I'm quite proud of and we learned last week that that love story involves Fiona so there's also some more information that Kathy Bates actually teased on tvguide.com during their mega buzz posting Someone asked about Kathy Bates' character, and Kathy Bates had this to say, You learn a lot about her and some of the more dark aspects of her character and why she's gotten her reputation, she teased. Apparently, Madame LaLaurie's absolute worst experiment will be revealed in Episode 7. And uh, TV Guide says, Believe me, it's much worse than the Minotaur incident. So... I don't know if that's something we should be looking forward to, but it's definitely information on what's to come. I have a feeling, just, it's making me sick just thinking about it, but I have a feeling, um, that... That tonight's gonna be a good night? That tonight's, no. Beat um, me to it, damn it! (laughs) I just feel like, I mean, if if you read about her character... You know, so she's very, she's a very sick person, and she's very just fucked up in the head. I'm sorry, um, but I have a feeling that because they did say that she had a, a bad habit of um, breaking her slaves' um, arms and legs and re um, setting them to almost to let them resemble a, a human crab. If that comes into play, I'm oh I'm probably going to be so sick to my stomach. And if they figure out a way how to do it, and and something like that does come cor- along, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I'm going to lose my mind. You just get a cor- contortionist. Like, I guess, but 
I'll do it. I'm, I'm excited, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not excited to see what the fuck is going on. The fact that she has even more stuff that's hidden about her. Ugh. Ugh. Listeners, is definitely like our Facebook like page. All you have to do is go to facebook.com forward slash PCR, the letters PCR, and then you spell out the words, are you afraid? So PCR, are you afraid? And you'll find all of the information that we talked about and so much more. You'll actually be able to see pictures of upcoming episodes, behind the scenes shots, teases, um, you know, video clips and all that kind of good stuff. You can also like Poppy Chula Radio by going to Facebook.com forward slash Poppy Chula Radio. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments or concerns, please email us at contact at poppychularadio.com. Listeners, you will always catch a new episode of Are You Afraid Coven every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific here on Poppy Chula Radio. Whenever there's a new episode of American Horror Story Coven, you will hear a brand new episode of Are You Afraid Coven. So, co-hosts, wish the listeners a great night. Good night. Meow. Night, y'all. Have a great night, everyone. (laughs)